Hello and welcome to Timeless Truths, a sermon podcast from St. Mark Ministries in Greater Green Bay, Wisconsin. This week we continue our series, Grace is Coming to Town. In episode 19, let's join Pastor John Parlow as we learn about one act that changed the world. So open up your heart, open up your Bible, and let's dig in to these timeless truths. Are you sick of the Christmas pop-up ads yet? I cannot tell you how many times I've seen the bare-skinned hoodie ad pop up in my social media. Have you been to the mall lately? Probably not. That's why you have Amazon Prime. Seems to me wherever I look, I see an Amazon truck in the neighborhood. Boy, have things changed over the years. But some things have never changed. Some people listening, and you know who you are, will wait until the last day, maybe even the last hours, before they get that gift for that special someone. And then they'll be devastated to learn that there are no more fruitcakes for sale. Or are you going to again this season re-gift? How many of you are going to try to re-gift that air fryer you received at your wedding years ago? It's hard to give people gifts, right? It's kind of hard to pick out gifts. Because here's the problem. Sometimes, if you give someone a really good gift, and you don't want to necessarily do that, because if you give them a really good gift, then they're going to feel bad about themselves because the gift you're giving them isn't as good. But on the other hand, you don't want to look like you're cheap, Have you ever learned that someone's going to give you a gift and you think to yourself, I wonder what they expect in return? So much for the fa-la-la-la-la of this holiday season. Whatever happened to just giving a gift out of love and kindness to a person? What happened? Sin happened. And it's been messing up our Christmas shopping ever since. Finding the right gift for someone this season can be very difficult. And I'm going to tell you why in a moment in our text. But before I do that, let me give you a little context. The Jews of Jesus' day, just like Bible-believing Christians today, believed and took as God's truth the opening chapters of the book of Genesis. They believed in a real six-day creation and a real Adam and Eve. When God created Adam and Eve and placed them in the Garden of Eden, he created a society of two and a world of grace. Grace reigned as king. God placed them in the garden. Certainly it was a place, obviously, that Adam and Eve did not earn and they did not deserve. God had given it all to them. They didn't earn any of it. God had created it for them, and gave it to them as an opportunity to obey him, honor him, and also give him glory. In a world of grace, there was only one rule. You see, in a world of grace, you don't really need too many rules. In a world of grace, there was only one rule, and here was God's rule. You may eat from all of the trees in the Garden of Eden, but you must not eat of the tree in the middle of the garden, because the day you eat of it, You shall die. I often wonder if Adam looked at Eve and said, what is die? I don't know. 
God said, listen, as long as you don't eat of that tree in the middle of the garden, welcome to a world of grace, a world that you don't deserve and a world that you don't, didn't earn, but a world you can enjoy. As long as you don't eat of that tree in the middle of the garden, because the day you eat of that tree in the middle of the garden, everything will change. Chapter three tells us they took a bite. And when they ate from the tree in the middle of the garden, what happened is sin entered into God's perfect world along with its wicked twin sister, death, and grace left the building. And now we're left with the world, a society, and relationships filled with ungrace, where we do unto others as has been done unto us. In a graceless world, what happens is people now believe that they have to somehow earn their way into God's good graces again. They somehow, in a graceless world, have to work their way back into God's good light. That's why every single world religion believes and has the notion that there's a good God and a good heaven and that people can reach that by simply being good enough. In a graceless world, people now believe that God's going to give them exactly what they deserve. So you better not pout, and you better not cry. Ever wonder what the theological uh, backing is of that? It's not good. Not good at all. And then we turn and we do the very same thing to one another. My expectation of how you should treat me I have certain expectations. And how I should treat you, you have certain expectations of how I should treat you, correct? But in a graceless world, those expectations can differ. My expectation of how you should treat me can be different of than your expectation of how you treat me. Thus, we have a world of payback. Watch your back. Do unto others as they have done unto you. And that all came about and started when Adam and Eve broke the one rule and grace went out the back door, sin and death came into the front door, and we've been paying the price ever since. And that is why getting Christmas gifts for people sometimes can be difficult. That's the background, the context of this text. Now let's dig into the text. Romans chapter five, starting at verse 12, take a look. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, Adam, and death through sin, in this way death came to all people because all sinned. Because of Adam's sin, now all people are born sinful. If you have children, you know this is true. We call that original sin, inherited sin. When sin came into our world, suddenly the get-all-you-can attitude and every man and woman for themselves mantra grew rapidly. Verse 13, to be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given. Sin was in the world even before God, through Moses, wrote down his do's and his don'ts, what we call the law. How did people before Moses actually know that sin had entered into God's perfect world. How did they know? 
They died. Because the wages of sin is death, physical death. That's why, Mo, that's why Paul wrote, but sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is the pattern of the one to come. Without the law written down, we could have thought, you know, we're doing all right, we're doing great. But when God finally wrote down his law, the do's and the don'ts through Moses, suddenly we have a standard. And what we learn is, boy, not only am I not good all the time, I am really in need of a savior. I'm in bad, bad shape. Verse 15. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Paul is saying, imagine if one man caused sin and death to reign in our world, how great would it be if one man could bring grace back into our world? That would be great. Verse 16. Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, judgment. But the gift followed many trans. Trans, uh, trespasses and brought justification. Justification is that big Bible word that sometimes we kind of throw out there and don't unpack. Justification means uh, you're declared not guilty of sin before a holy God. When he looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He only sees the robe of righteousness he gave you through faith. And Paul wants to stress that great truth, that great gift in Jesus. And so in this next section, he repeats himself several times. Notice what he says. For if, by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in the condemnation of all people, everyone. So also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many were made righteous. The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase. You go, what? what's that? In other words, when God gave us the do's and don'ts, we realized how much we were sinning. Before, maybe didn't have a clue on how much we were doing it. Now we got details. We know how much we're sinning. So we know we're even more sinful than we thought. But then he says, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more. In other words, but God said, be assured, my forgiveness even covers those sins you now know about. So that, just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Adam and Jesus bear a similarity in that their one action changed the world. But Jesus' action was far greater and far superior. Adam's legacy followed his sin, which brought in death to this world. Jesus' action on the cross reversed all of those sins. What a gift! What a gift! 
When Jesus died on the cross, it changed the world. Now, a holy God looks at the world of sinners and he doesn't see their sin. He sees that their sin is forgiven by his son. He only sees perfection, blamelessness. Now, that world of sinners didn't earn that. They had nothing to do with that at all. Rather, God tells us, if you trust in my son Jesus as your savior, as your rescuer, then what my son has done for you on the cross is applied to you, and I justify you. I declare you not guilty of sin, and I give you a new status. You're a son or daughter of the king. What a gift. And that gift, that gift was given to us wrapped in strips of cloth and placed on a bed of straw. And it's a gift like none other that you have received and ever will receive. You know, in, a, in a, about a week or so, we will start giving presents. We're receiving presents and giving presents, right? And it's a, a great time of year. But I got to tell you, in a graceless world, sometimes you give and sometimes you receive these kind of presents. Presents with strings attached, right? Husbands, does this sound familiar? Honey, I got this for you. It's just what you needed. A saw, right? Sometimes we do that overtly. Sometimes we do that covertly, right? In a graceless world, we're so accustomed of thinking that there's strings attached to everything and everyone that when we hear the gospel message is the free gift of salvation, we think that can't be. I mean, yeah, I know. I know about the, the gift is all wrapped in swaddling clothes or it's, it's wrapped in a you know, wrapping paper with Jesus on the cross and we sing all the songs and all of the hymns, but come on! There's no such thing as a free lunch. This salvation of, of this Jesus gotta be a contract, you know, if I, then you. It's got to be. It doesn't make sense. But God's grace is a free gift through faith. And, and it's hard for us to fathom that. That's why Paul repeats himself so many times in this section. See, as sinful human beings, what we have a tendency to do is we take the old and we mix it with the new in hopes of getting a strain of Christianity that we can understand. But the gift of Christmas is this. The gift of righteousness is a no-strings-attached gift. What a gift we, what a gift you have been given at Christmas. Righteousness. That means you have a right standing right now before a holy God. Right now. Your son or daughter of the king through faith. Forgiveness for every sin so that your past does not need to continue to control your present and mar your future. That every morning you have a fresh start with Jesus. Then joy. We talk a lot about joy this time of year. We sing a lot about it. Joy is not happiness. Happiness is fleeting. Joy lasts forever in Jesus. See, joy is knowing that you're not home yet. You're not home yet. And joy is knowing that you can still know that God has your back and has the best in mind, even when your life doesn't always go well on this earth, because this isn't your home. You're not home yet. And he promises when you get home in heaven, there's no sorrow, no funerals, 
no loss, no pain, no prescriptions to fill, no backstabbing neighbors or friends, no death. And then you have a real purpose. Do you understand? God doesn't have a plan B. Your plan A, your it. He wants you to share the message of Christ with other people. Your it. That's why you're still taking an air. And then you have this peace that surpasses all understanding. The king of peace has come at Christmas. Peace of knowing he's always got your back, always with you. And that gift he gives, by the way, lifetime guarantee. And that gift helps you and me put into better perspective that 365 different cats calendar your, your coworker just gave you. You know, you know the same coworker to whom you gave the espresso machine? What a gift God has given us. It's like none other. It's a gift that uh, we're supposed to always hold on to, but continually re-gift. Wouldn't you like to see a commercial this Christmas season about that gift? Wouldn't you love to see that commercial? Well, then you need to go home and look in the mirror. If you're a Jesus follower listening to me right now, God has called you to be a living commercial this Christmas season. So you people need to leave now. You gotta go home. You got some gift giving to do. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Timeless Truths. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, we're glad you could join us. For more information or to support the work of St. Mark Ministries, check out our website at stmarkministries.com. And be sure to tune in next week as we continue our series, Grace is Coming to Town. And remember, you matter and you are loved.